Time ever, Kevin will could be reported at first. <laughs> BNN, BNN reporting first. And with that, let's get into the next episode of the Candy Wave podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> where we review candies. Just kidding. Welcome That's to another episode. Of the Nerdwave podcast, and we're continuing our series of the sequel trilogy of Star Wars reviews. And this week, it's the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, last week, we did uh, the Last Jedi, or you know, not last week at the time of recording. Whatever, what, you guys will see. But um, we did the Last Jedi, and we weren't super impressed with it. So, does this movie fare any better? Do you guys, uh, do you guys think this is a better movie? Um, yeah, listen up, and we'll find out. Um, what do you guys want to start with? Do you guys want to start with any? Let's start with some positives, I guess. Uh, let's go with good characters. C-3PO. C-3PO is the best character of the movie. Uh, I think he's very good comic relief. I think they, they actually worked him in there pretty perfectly. I think some of the storyline around him didn't make a lot of sense, but his his lines and reactions to things were pretty great. Um, yeah, I agree. Which, honestly, that's probably the, the death nail of any Star Wars movie is if C-3PO is the best, the best character. character. It's it's unfortunate, but it's true. C-3PO is the is really the only character that like really stands out. Um, everyone else is just kind of bland. Like even even Poe, which I generally like. Um, mm-hmm. He's it's weird where his story goes is weird. They try and they try and like expand on his background with uh, him being uh, a spice runner. Yeah, being a spice, basically a drug dealer. Um, so, but like it's kind of like. I feel like it's sort of uh, shoehorned in a bit, um, but he, his acting, um, Oscar Isaac's acting, is still very good. He's he's a very yeah. good actor, and and you know he's believable in the role. Um, but yeah, I think C three PO and Poe are probably the best the best characters. Um, Kylo Ren is also very good, but oh yeah, as always, he, yeah. he he is a constant throughout these movies as being very good. At this point, it's expected. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jake? Yeah. I don't know. There's not really any new characters, so I mean, we just can recycle. Oh, sorry. There is somebody. There, <laughs> there is, is. There are two new characters. Oh, there's two new characters. Uh, yeah. No new characters. There's one character that actually does stand out quite a bit. I'll let you guys take that one. Go ahead. Okay. Let's, I won't say it. I'll let Kevin talk about it. But as far as you know, <laughs> Jay, that just tells me that Jay doesn't know what, what we're referring to. <laughs> no, I know who it is. I know who it is. Who is it? His girlfriend. No, it's not. It's Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Oh, Babu Frick. Babu Frick is excellent comic relief. He's he's hilarious, and he's used in uh in small doses where it's not annoying because that character could get very annoying. Um, but yeah, Babu Frick is is a great character. Such a minor character, but when you compare him to the introduction of Rose in the last movie, like because Rose was obviously the focal point of the new characters, her and Holdo, um. Yeah, Babu Frick wasn't intrusive, was comic relief. He's like the Porgs, but funny. Yeah, they had him in like three scenes and very sparingly. And it was like if they had had him in like two more scenes, I think it would have been too much. But having him just how they had him worked really well. Exactly. And like su- surprising us near the end. That yeah, was nice. Yeah, he just pops up. Hey, that's, hey that's cool. Babu Frick. That's cool. Um, what were you going to say there, Jay? I don't remember now. <laughs> we sabotage Jay. Favorite, favorite, I think it's just, Jay. favorite character is still Kylo Ren. I think um, uh, I'm happy to see Lando. Um, I, yeah. You guys said mentioned C3PO. I thought like, sure, some of his lines were funny, but it was really out of character for that character. I think a right. lot of the stuff was so it just felt kind of forced to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just pretty much Kylo Ren. The same characters I had from the last one. Uh, yeah, no one really stood out like as crazy good to me. Um, yeah, that's how I have to say about that. Yeah, it's like um, I, I I feel like part of me wants to like Ray, but I just don't. And shockingly, it's not because I just hate women. 
Uh, that is part of it. But <laughs> no, it's just this podcast. Then, uh, sorry, I, I my true feelings have come out. <laughs> uh, it's just like you know, if you say that you don't like Ray as a character or her arc or anything like that, like people are like, you're a man, baby, who hates women. It, no, it's just like I like good writing. Well, what don't you like you know? about Ray? Well, it's just I feel like a lot of her story is unearned. Like, I you know, spoilers at the end. You know, she talks about how she's oh, yeah. or she takes. By the way, we're going to be getting into heavy spoilers, so if you guys Very haven't heavy. seen the movie, uh, switch off this video or listen to it. We need yeah. views. Or, <laughs> or don't watch it, either way. Yeah. Just, or just continue like all of our subscribers. Back to Ray, though. I think like through most of this movie, her character was so flat. I feel like there's nothing really dynamic about her. Yeah. Uh, well, as we discussed know, in the last two episodes of our reviews, she's she's a very passive main character she everything just sort of happens to her and i yeah. think that's the most evident in this movie it's like mm-hmm. she she's like you said she's super flat she doesn't really do a lot she doesn't take a lot of control um the only time she really does is when she eventually goes to exegol but yeah she like she's super flat like you said yeah she's along for the ride pretty much you know yeah. and, and then everything is so convenient for her it's it's sure. like i don't, don't want to get into the problems working yet. hard oh yeah that's true let's yeah let's get into the more yeah. stuff that we like yeah so is that it for favorite characters? Um, I think that I think the new droid was okay. That was also uh, not super intrusive, comic yeah. relief. Um, that it was a specific plot point that eventually allowed them to get to Exegol. You know, everybody else besides Ray, because she had the wayfinder at that point. Um, so he was sort of a, a necessary introduction. Um, <laughs> Hochi, useless useless character that you know obviously just mentioned a name, but. Um, like a pointless plot point in my opinion well he apparently did a lot like you know, he, 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 he changed the, the universe quite a bit but we right. never even saw him exactly <laughs> exactly but that's a dislike we'll get to, we'll get to those <laughs> so yeah um favorite characters basically we covered that so how about like general likes with the um with the movie i think normally or as usual uh the special effects are fantastic of course mm-hmm. oh um, yeah. everything just looks really cool um, all the all the special effects are, are amazing. You know when things are exploding, like it just looks, it looks so crisp and clean. Um, set designs are, are awesome when they're on the first order ship on Kylo's ship. Um, you know his his quarters are like all the white walls and stuff. It's very very stunning. Um, yeah. The score, obviously John Williams brings it again. You can't, as you usual. can't hate it. Yeah, no. he's he's just amazing. He makes even the bad movies at least a little bit interesting because because of his abilities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I got for <laughs> so far for likes. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of fan service, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. The first time I saw it, I really enjoyed it, especially more than let's say the one before it, The Last Jedi. Um, it was a fun movie. Uh, it it was bad. Like I was seeing it a second time, my ratings definitely lower this time around. But I would still rather watch it, let's say, more than like. I don't know, at least two or three other Star Wars movies, if not a little bit higher than that. Uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of stuff had to be made up from the last movie, or like fixed in this movie. And so, you know, it, it sucks that the Emperor was literally brought in on the, the opening crawl, but I'm glad that he was brought in, because I think where they were going anyways was kind of boring, or like there was like they had nothing, so at least they brought in somebody that we knew. <laughs> I was actually going to say that... Um... Once you mentioned uh, the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, that that is one of my likes is the Emperor having him back, even though it doesn't really make sense to the whole overall story of the Star Wars universe, um, and feels like a desperation, you know, a, a desperate attempt to try and pull people that were offended by the Last Jedi back mm-hmm. into the series. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Ian McDermott as the Emperor is so awesome. It's so nostalgic even even if his plot line doesn't make any sense just seeing him on screen again is awesome so that's probably my biggest like and i can't believe i forgot it in my <laughs> what just I was hearing my him too just hearing yeah, his voice, his voice. Oh, yeah so cool it's so cool yeah i mean i i think he was very shallow as a character compared to anything we've seen him in in the past star wars universe but like i said just just get or like you said just getting him in there to try and wash the taste of the last jedi out of our mouths um, I think that that was probably the, it was a, a better idea than it was probably executed. Well, here's the uh, thing. I was, I was extremely offended by the last Jedi 
and was after that movie i was like i'm never gonna watch i actually contemplated not watching another star wars movie in theaters um solo came out actually kind of like that uh, mm-hmm. but the, when the rise of skywalker trailers were coming out and they and you hear palpatine's voice you know oh that was great at the end of that trailer i was like oh okay i'm on board and then like them showing the the death star wreckage was super cool and it just brings you back and and that's sort of how a sequel should be it should tie it should have some sort of connection to the movies that came before it um and i think this did it did an excellent job of of at least attempting to have some sort of connection with the previous films um even if it didn't do it that that well um but yeah palpatine is my biggest probably my biggest shining star of uh this this movie not not a lot else stands out yeah, there's there's a lot of very shallow writing, which is unfortunate because, you know, like they, they brought back some plot points from uh, The Force Awakens that The Last Jedi just kind of cr- crushed or tried their best to crush. So that was cool. But again, just because they tried to fit like two movies worth of stuff into one movie, like the it was a breakneck pace, which wasn't a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jay? Any likes? Anything that stood out for you? Uh, just pretty much the same as the last jedi uh it's just a beautiful movie really beautiful visually and stunning um i i don't know I, it's hard for me to find likes. i just want to focus so much on the stuff i didn't like i think it's blinding <laughs> me and like skewing me to jay you like, you enjoyed this movie the first time you watched it you you've yeah. been brainwashed into completely hating it no, <laughs> just, no. just for the record this jay yeah, liked this like movie three. he defended it when uh when we were making fun of it actually you did too bobby uh, oh no, no, I, I still fairly enjoy it. Yeah, but you guys both enjoyed the movie more than I did. I was actually very disappointed, um, and I remember Jay being <laughs> being pretty contentious, um, which is funny because I basically Amazing Spider-Man would it for him. Oh uh, God, you ruined that movie so hard for me. I haven't seen it since. I think theaters. I was victim to a rose-colored rose-colored glasses when I saw this, you know. Rose Tico colored glasses? No, no, oh you gotta ruin the rose-colored glasses now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was looking it through the eyes, you know. I, I think I fell victim to the fan service, all the fan service that it did. Oh, there was a lot. Uh, yeah, which... But yeah, now going back and watching it several more times, seeing, I see the flaws, I see the cracks in the armor, the chinks in the armor. Um, oh, wow, you see the cracks in the armor? Just like Ray saw in Kylo. Oh, no! <laughs> Literally, she saw the cracks. Yep. Um, saw through the cracks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that. I haven't been swayed to the other side. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this movie is just hard. My eyes have been opened. I see the light. Okay, so <laughs> I think that um, unless something else pops up on some of our likes, let's just get into what we didn't like about the movie. Um, oh, this actually, movie... no, no, likes? I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just thought of a scene I really enjoyed. Okay. Um, the scene, my favorite scene, in the entire movie was the scene with Han Solo talking to to Ben after basically the right after he becomes Ben again after like he kind of eliminates Kylo from his person. Uh, it was nice to see, like you, you have moments like when he touches his face, like from The Force Awakens where he touches his face and as he's dying, you kind of see that that was like a loving gesture because uh, like he still loves his son even though his son just killed him, you know. Uh, and then, like, you know, when his son's about to tell him that he loves him and he says, I know, you know, calling back to Empire Strikes Back, it, w- it was a really touching moment for me. Um, yeah. You know, it's per- personally, you know, it's I feel like I had more stakes watching that than maybe some other people. But uh, it, it, that scene really, um, really did a lot for me to yeah. like the movie. I'm glad you brought that up because that is that is one of the highlights of the film also um, mm-hmm. is it's cool that it mirrors that scene in the force awakens where, you know, Han Solo is murdered. Um, mm-hmm. The lines, the end of that conversation, the lines are the same thing. They're the same exact lines, but the context is different. So it like changes the whole meaning, which was really cool. I thought that was really effective. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously the fact that it ends up, uh, you know, basically redeeming or basically pushing Kylo over to the light side again, because he was already moving that direction. He wanted to, mm-hmm. um, but that, which is which is also weird too because it's not a force ghost, you know. Hansel is not a force ghost. This is all in Kylo's head. Yeah. So this is his internal conflict manifesting in, in a in a vision essentially, um, which I thought was an interesting aspect too for the for the character. So, yeah, glad you brought that up. 
mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on that scene jay yeah that was a really good scene it's really um emotional and very um well done uh i like how it was almost not an exact mirror of the original um like you said it's like the exact same lines exact same you know mm-hmm. execution of the lines but you know just like you said different context um which is really effective um especially you know I mean, there's a lot of scene, a lot of lines that each character says over and over again, you know, throughout the whole series, and I think that it works for most stuff. And this one, it was just really nice to see that redemption in um, in Ben. And I mean, and for him to be able to squash that eternal struggle, and to have that almost like I want to say um, closure, um, was pretty cool to see. And you, you obviously got to see like the switch turn, like he turned from. I mean, Kylo is now dead, and is Ben is now in control again. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah, you know, that's like that's something I wanted. Like uh, you know, I've talked about it before. I really wanted in the Last Jedi for uh, Kylo to basically turn into Ben again and go to the light, and then uh, for Rey to turn to the dark, and then that to be the struggle in Episode Nine. So I, I didn't get it exactly how I wanted it, but it was really nice to see Kylo go to the the light side and redeem himself um, before he died. I, I thought that was a really uh, a really good idea that they did there. Um, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say it was necessarily a surprise, but it was. It was still nice to see. Speaking of his death, um, the the end of the movie, um, where him actually dissolving into the light or you know into the force was, I thought a really nice touch. Also, um, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the whole <laughs> that whole scene because it's bringing up other stuff that I actually liked about the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's tough to remember sometimes. Exactly. So yeah, when he when he basically redeems himself and then he's accepted by the force that's i thought that was a really nice touch for the for the movie uh, but also mm-hmm. right before that when ray is speaking you know she's calling out you know saying be with me um to past force past jedi and then they they talk back to her i thought that was also that is my favorite scene in the movie when we get to hear all the voices of uh, qui-gon jinn and anakin skywalker and ahsoka tano and mace windu and uh, obi-wan kenobi like all these voices calling out to Yoda, calling out to her and basically saying, we're here, you know, we're, we're going to give you our strength, basically. Um, I thought that was, that was very well done. uh, Because again, this movie is trying to uh, not only bring back the fans that were offended by the last Jedi, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) connect to the, the fans of the prequels, even because you have characters from the prequels that are, um, that are speaking to her as well. Um, So I thought it was a very good, way of of encapsulating the whole universe and all these you know high profile characters from the series to talk to this new this new character that's supposed to be like you know take the the you know the relay she's supposed to grab the baton and run forward and i thought that was that was really well done so i think that was my favorite scene also just because i i love qui-gon jinn uh, liam neeson is qui-gon jinn is awesome and ewan mcgregor is obi-wan awesome i can't wait for the show Hayden Christensen as Anakin speaking again was really cool. I think that was great that they sort of brought him back on to do this this sort of you know to have him basically acknowledge because of all the hate that he had received over you know all these years, um, and then you know obviously Yoda Yoda's great. Mm-hmm. Can't hear enough from him. So, Absolutely, that was my favorite scene. That was my that was my second favorite scene. I think uh, it, it it just had a lot of weight to it, uh, even though. Like I guess I can get that to more later, but I feel like it was a little bit unearned for Ray, but I still think it was very cool to have in the movie regardless. So if Jay doesn't have anything to add for uh, likes, do you? Jay hates no, this movie. I don't he, have any. He doesn't I mean, want to talk about anything. So you guys hit on everything. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I'm just going to be repeating what you guys liked, honestly. Uh, we liked, I think, a lot of the same stuff, and it's just going to be repetitive. So let's move on to things we don't like. Well, maybe jump in a little more. <laughs> so let's get on to the uh, our dislikes then. Um, so who wants to kick it off? Uh, I'll kick it off. There's yeah, Jay's Jay's just itching for it. Apparently, Jay Jay I'll a former a former apologist for this movie. Let's see how he's changed. What's your biggest dislike? Why do all the Skywalkers die of sadness? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about it. Well, when you guys were talking about the scene where, you know, uh, Ray heals or whatever heals Ben, and I'm kind of wondering, like, is there, for that force power to happen, does does someone have to give up their essence, their force essence? Was Leia 
foreseeing what was going to happen, giving up her force essence, giving it to whatever Ray to put into Kylo for Ben. And that's, that's why right. she dies. And then in the end, that's why Kylo dies because he has to give up his force, whatever, to bring Ray back. That's, so that's is there like an the, equal exchange kind of thing? That's one of my favorite parts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know what the official reasoning for that is, but the way that I like to think about it is that once a, a force user has um, completed their purpose, that's when they dissolve into the force. Basically, they're at that point, they're crossing over to the next plane of existence. It's almost a reward. So when Yoda dies, he basically fulfilled his purpose by training Luke. He dissolves in the force. Um, mm-hmm. When when Luke died, he saved the re- the new rebellion, dissolved into the Force. Ben saved Rey, the new the new savior of this of this story, dissolved into the Force. Leia, basically forced Ben back to the light. Uh, but how did she force him back to the light by dying? No, she inspired. She called out to him, basically saying, "Ben, like oh, yeah. I'm here. I you know, whatever, yeah. whatever the reasoning is for the and also the training." Training Ray to stab Ben in the stomach. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, for for the record, she called out to him first, and he and he listened, and that's why Ray was able to. That's do that's what that. distracted. Oh, yeah. so yeah. Leia was the distraction. <laughs> yes, exactly. She was the sleight of hand, but yeah. the 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 fact remaining that was her purpose was to turn was to push Ben to towards the light, and then his own mind doing the rest when he sees Ben or when he sees Han Solo in that vision. So mm-hmm. once once they uh, once they complete their purpose, they're done. The force accepts them. They're able to live in immortality essentially because now they're you know they're now they're a spirit. So that's why all those all the Skywalker's dies of sadness. Uh, Padme can't explain that. Yeah, I was gonna say Padme wasn't a force user, so no, I can't explain that. she she really embraced that family. Um, <laughs> but it, it's funny, like you mentioned, like when uh, like at the end of the movie when like. Uh, ben heals uh, Ray, and then he's dying, and then dies. I think it's really hilarious that she doesn't even try and save him. Like, yeah. it's like, oh well, thanks for the thanks for the life force. Peace out. <laughs> I, again, like the third or second time I watched this movie, I was texting you guys, messaging you guys while I was watching it, and I was like, what if they're just stuck in this endless loop of healing each other, <laughs> and they just couldn't do anything? That's the rest of their lives. Is that? <laughs> it reminds me of Call of Duty Warzone when like. Uh, Bobby will get downed and then I revive him and then I get down and he just runs away. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> There's a tactic I have and it, it's kept me alive a lot longer than Kevin. Uh, it's I let Kevin go into rooms first to see if there's anybody in there yeah. and then I come in and clean up. So, I love that you, you basically I'm Ray Skywalker. That. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's your thing. You don't even you cop to it right away too. You're like, it's it's worked well for me since uh what, two thousand eight? Yeah, so, this, me, it's this like, is a meme that's twelve years old, man. This is like <laughs> of course he's gonna accept it at this point. Well well for me it was like when we're playing blackout and I'm downed and Bobby kills me because he thinks I'm gonna bite my ankles off. <laughs> he's going for his ankles. <laughs> Alright, alright, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Oh man. Okay, so what are, what are some other uh dislikes about the movie? Um, um uh, everything's convenient. Uh, I, yeah. The very first episode uh, we did was about Star Wars ranking them, and I called it the. This movie should be called the Force of Convenience, and I definitely still think that. Every like when they find when they're looking for the dagger, they just happen to fall into the hole that the dagger's in. You know, it's just like everything they do, just moves like they accidentally move the plot forward. Yeah. For yeah. like they're they're all passive. Yeah. They're doing very little. To actually move the plot forward. should change the series to Galactic Treasure because they're just looking for clues this whole time. <laughs> Each clue led to a different clue. I actually, I don't necessarily dislike that too much um, because the, the Force Awakens was originally supposed to be like a uh, uh, sort of like an artifact gathering uh, mission. So they were going to go to Vader's castle and stuff and like try and find certain things. Um, and it didn't end up being like that. And I thought that that would have been cool to see. So them doing that with this was... Uh, I would have been okay with if it would have made sense. If, but it, just... if it was a continuation of what was happening, you know. Exactly, but it, yeah. but like them them going to that desert planet. I can't remember the name right now, but I think forbidden. Going... I know it was forbidden. Yeah, it was, it was forbidden desert. <laughs> Even and though then... they were Burning Man there. Exactly. Then them going into the the uh, what's it called? What's that stuff called? When you quicksand. The... Quicksand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, called it you. something else. What was it they called? Called something it was else. Called, but... uh, fast sand or something. It was, uh, I think it was quick gravel. 
Um, <laughs> that sounds about so right. So they when, once they're falling through there and they just happen upon that dagger, the dagger with the Sith writing on it, and then eventually we find out that it's like a a clue to where the Wayfinder is in the Death Star wreckage. First of all, why the fuck was that thing made? <laughs> Who made it? Yeah. Why was it made? And why did Hochi have it? What yeah. the what the hell? He he had already been to Exegol at one point, right? He had had yeah. to had gotten direction from the Emperor. So mm-hmm. why would he need a why would he need a thing to find out the Wayfinder when he already knew where the planet was? It's so stupid. Did he use it and then put it back, and then create this thing just to remember where it was? What the? <laughs> it's no so idea. stupid. It's so stupid. That's that's probably. I think that that's probably my biggest gripe with the movie is that whole that just the existence of that dagger. It just makes no sense. It's so stupid. But I don't, there's like another thing for me is that they try to correct so much in this movie that was done so wrongly uh, in the previous, and I think it's just too much was crammed in. Um, they kind of like bit off more than they could chew doing this. This should have been two separate movies, I believe, um, even though. Well, I mean, the, 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 the first part of that movie should have been The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think you had mentioned it before, Bobby, um, just when we've been talking about it in the past, but um, the, the first half of this movie should have been episode uh, episode eight. And yeah. Then, so it really is two movies crammed into one. So mm-hmm. that's why everything just seems rushed. Everything is just super yeah, rushed. everything was. Like, it just, like, okay. In fact, like Palpatine's return is is in the crawl it's just in the crawl it's like the dead no, speaks Palpatine's not, back. not just in the crawl it's also in fortnite for some reason yes, yeah that, the worst ridiculous. game ever made it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's so stupid like basically his return is just glossed over and they mention a transmission that uh the emperor put out which like bobby reference is actually played was actually played in the uh fortnite game um, but you don't hear that in the movie. All they do is basically say, Poe's basically telling everybody, uh, Palpatine's back. It's I don't know how he did it. And then fucking Pippin is like, um, <laughs> he's like, oh, cloning, dark magic, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God. Why didn't you show us this? Why don't we have the Emperor literally coming back or having him? I don't know how they the could have done it better. being like the first they should have at least airing of the transmission like yes it just crackles onto the some kind of speaker like what the hell is that yeah wouldn't wouldn't that have been better than them going to that spot that like guy who gives them the message who gets beheaded eventually oh Um, yeah wouldn't that have been better to just hear the transmission than them finding out that way yeah show don't tell that's the most important thing in writing and they just like ah just tell them about it come on back yeah but instead what we got was hux as a spy for some reason. Yeah. And Hux has been demoted. He's been uh, court-martialed or something, I think, twice by now. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why? He's not in charge anymore? He was pretty much second in command under Kylo, and now he's answering to this other uh, General Pride? Yeah. yeah. Commander Pride. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he's like, just a baby. He's a whiny baby. He's like, I can do any... I, I don't care. I don't want... Just don't want Kylo to win. And sure. then he gets shot <laughs> on the bridge. I don't mind that, that motivation for him. Uh but, I don't mind. That's not the worst part. The worst part yeah. is, is like, well, how come he's he's not in power anymore? He's pretty much a weakling when he had he obviously had strength. And in uh, Return in um, the Force Awakens, he gives that amazing speech on um, Star Killer Base, mm-hmm. and then this is the completely opposite end of the spectrum for him on this whole movie. So basically, what they did was they made a great character who was imposing and scary, and then the Last Jedi they neutered him. And then in this one, they're like, fuck, we can't make him cool again. How are we going to yeah. do that? He was already a bitch. They already turned him into a bitch. Oh, so speaking like... speaking of which, uh, the, I do have another uh, good thing about this movie. They didn't bring back Phasma just to kill We're off again. we done with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more good things. No more good things. No, that is actually a legitimate good thing. They did not bring Phasma back. What if we find out she was like in the background somewhere and she's just quiet now? She's just walking along like on yeah. like a break. Like Dengar. She's probably hanging out with Dengar. <laughs> yeah, um, there's there's a lot of issues with this movie, man. Like, uh, and I've bitched about this uh, since you know the Last Jedi as well. Um, but the lightsaber battles aren't aren't great. They're not great. They 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 do moves that don't make any sense, and like and they're just beating on each other. They're like using clubs. They're not using lightsabers. It's very strange. 
And yeah, there's not, no actual swordsmanship in this, in this yeah, series. And I'm not like clamoring for prequel stuff, although I do like that. It is ex- extremely choreographed. Um, I'm looking for more original trilogy stuff where it's like, like Watch actual sword fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like knights, but this is uh, this is weird. This is like, like I said, people with billy clubs or you know, like mm. a two by four with nails nailed into it. Um, they're just swinging at each other, and it's I don't really like that that much. And so when we were watching it this last time, and Bobby was like, "Oh, this is a cool scene where they're they're lightsaber battling on the wreckage, the Death Star wreckage." I was thinking mm. like. This is this just doesn't inspire me at all. This is not this is not interesting. The setting is very cool, and the waves uh, and stuff see, very cool. But the actual distra- the waves distracted me. I told you guys that scene. Me <laughs> yeah, well, that's your freaking waves are scary, dude. I I can imagine I can imagine if they were fighting and like uh, with giant spiders running around him, I would be very anxious too. So I get I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the setting was very cool and the Death Star wreckage was was cool, but just like the actual choreography that they were doing was was uh not not very cool it, it reminds me of uh like the end of uh black panther <laughs> when they're oh. when they're fighting oh, on God. the on the train tracks and it's just nothing like, is this? that bad no well that looks hideous but on top of that the choreography is bad in this movie the choreography is just bad i'm starting to wonder if that is intentional as far as you know the design of um the story i guess here do they want them to look like they're very i guess not necessarily neophytes, but beginners in, in being well in their art. What did I say when we were watching the movie? I feel like these guys are they're like fake force yeah. users. Basically, they they think that they're better than they are, but when you compare them to what's come before, um, yeah. which is understandable because it's basically a dead you know they're both like dead religions, um, and dead arts. The they seem like they're very amateurish. So when you compare the the prequel trilogy and how like skilled they are at lightsaber battling and then you go to the original trilogy where luke's obviously more amateurish and and vader sort of like toys with them especially in their first battle uh and empire strikes back and then you move to this you can see the transition of like a reduction in skill level as, as you go um so it does seem very amateur um but nothing nothing as bad as the last jedi's throne room battle when they're you know they just look like they're brawlers it's it's fucking horrendous but yeah so this isn't that bad, but still, it's just something that I just I can't connect with because it's just not it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I get that, and I understand it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I accept you. Oh. <laughs> My favorite customer. Um, what else, guys? Let's see. I'm I'm trying to think. Space horses. More space horses. What is their exception with space horses? <laughs> well, I mentioned that during the movie too. When they yeah. when they land, they're landing the lander on the ship, um, on the de- on the destroyer, the star destroyer, because they're trying to destroy the uh, the relay the, to help the other ships take off. Right. So There's they land it. Yeah. Well, they land it, and then they're like, "Jam the speeders!" And the only reason that they that they landed so far away from the receiver is for that line. I'm convinced <laughs> it's just so they could say. Jam the speeders. They're not using speeders. Horses! Like, it's, it's so <laughs> stupid. So, because if they were smart, they would have just landed right where they were trying to get to. There would have yeah. been no need for the horses. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. So, yeah. And then that brings up another thing, too, is there's a single point of weakness in each of these movies that their space stations or bases are, are you know, susceptible to. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it in A New Hope. We get it in uh, Return of Jedi because the... You know, the Second Death Star wasn't complete, so obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff open. But yeah. then you go back and you get the, the the relay or whatever it was in um, the Force Awakens, and then you go into here, and then it's just a relay, which apparently you could turn off and then turn it on on the mothership. Apparently, which I don't know why. Like Kevin mentioned it, why they need to get uh, use a relay to get off a planet? Just, just go fly up, up. <laughs> <laughs> just go straight up. It's very easy. Um, oh so I mean, it's just like I think a lot of the writing was very lazy and. Um, it just yeah. and it, it, everything it about felt, this movie just feels rushed. It just feels it felt rushed. like the last season of uh, Game of Thrones. It it really did. Like yeah. they were wanting to get it over with, and they're just like, let's just get over with and move on to the next thing. No, I I honestly think what happened was J.J. Abrams was like, oh fuck, what am well, I supposed I to do now? He what got the screwed hell am I by the previous, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he was like trying to trying to placate Star Wars fans, but also continue on with a story that was basically ended like the last Jedi could have been the ending of the whole series. Like the, that story, they, they completed so many arcs poorly. I might add, 
but completed mm-hmm. so many arcs that this is essentially like almost a reboot. It's like almost forced to be a reboot because they're like, oh shit. Well, all of our like threads that we left open from the Force Awakens are now ended. They're they're cut mm-hmm. short. So how are we going to do this? So it's yeah. very it's very rushed and everything is forced, and that's why we get so many things like not not hearing the transmission that Palpatine put out and not getting mm-hmm. a, a solid explanation as to why he's even back. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just poorly made. It's just would rushed. you it's just would you watch a four hour director's cut of this movie if it had like that extra I, stuff that's I don't missing? Think I could. This is long I enough, would. dude. I would absolutely. I would. I, I, I definitely would. Well, it's, uh, like, it's like the Snyder Cut that we're going to be getting next year. Like the, oh, that's the Justice awesome, League is a part. is not a good movie. It's not a horrible movie, but it's like just really blasé. And that's it's sort of right what in the middle is. on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like having any kind of expansion on anything that kind of like is just okay, I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What what else? I was going to bring up something else that I really didn't like too. That, uh, that Jay. Oh, uh, Finn. Uh, sorry, I just this has been weighing on me. Finn is like they like made his character worse in uh, the Last Jedi, and then in this movie they made him completely pointless, right up until the very end, which anybody could have done what he did for the most part. Uh, they, they just they made like he's he seems like a good actor. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. John Boyega. John Boyega. John Boyega. And uh, he was my favorite character in the uh, in the first in the Force Awakens, and he was just so boring and uninteresting in this movie. Like all he does is yell red. You mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, that like he just screams all the movie. All he does is scream. <laughs> oh lines. yeah, and that's the, the thing he wants to tell her, and he never tells her. <laughs> yeah, and they, they talk about it like four times. And he won't tell anybody. And then the relationship between Poe and Finn now—they're so like they're old married. Couple. They hate each other now. Yeah, like, they're so pissed off weird. each other all the time. They just, just bicker. Why? Why? Why are they like that? What maybe happened? We'll, maybe we'll figure that out in a comic or something. Oh it's yeah, like... on the next Fortnite too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just gonna be a conversation with them. Like, yeah. oh man, how'd you not? You fucking didn't pay for my drinks that one night. <laughs> remember when we got? Remember when we were using all that spice? Oh um, my god! And then girlfriend, I guess you guys. I don't know if you guys like girlfriend, but she's, uh, she's she's whatever. She's like, it, if she wasn't there, it wouldn't have mattered. Like it's just what so up? it's so stupid. What was her name again? Who knows? Girl Finn. <laughs> she was literally Finn, but gender swapped. She was a she's a former stormtrooper that defected. Like it's the same thing. And well, she's so, she claims... got a whole squadron of stormtroopers that defected, and you don't yeah. see a single one of any of them after that. No, you do. Like, you right, you see in the crowd, the but they they're like they have oh, they're, no, they have no they're, lines. They're a bunch, they're of, they're a bunch of nameless NPCs. Yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah, but she's also she's also a little bit force sensitive. Like they they, they like sort of touch on that. Oh yeah. Bit. So like she's yeah. literally Finn, but a girl. Yeah. So it's like, it's so weird. We did but, this story. Let's do it again, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess they tried to give. I don't know. Maybe maybe what they were trying to do was uh, because everyone hated Rose and she was sort of like a romantic. Uh, she had a romantic connection with Finn. Even though yeah. he may not have been interested, she was interested in him. Um, I think they were like, "Well, everyone hated her, so we got to give Finn someone else. Like, <laughs> we have to put somebody else in here." And it's like, "Oh, quick, get get a girl version of him." It's like, <laughs> it's it's stupid. It's it's all shoehorned. Everything about this movie is just shoehorned. I think that like, if I were a famous movie critic, <laughs> critic, and I would <laughs> and I was writing a review, my tagline would be, "Everything is shoehorned." That's all it is. <laughs> it's just horrible. And then. People nowadays, millennials are like, "What are shoehorns?" <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Jay. It's not exactly like we grew up with shoehorns. <laughs> I have a shoehorn, so yeah. You're walking right into one. I'm not gonna take it though. <laughs> I know. The old jokes, Jay. Were you given that when you were <laughs> when you were a teenager in the 40s? Uh, exactly. How old can Jay get? I don't know. I get well. I was. I think I was. Born in the 20s, according to you, a couple podcasts ago. And I'm a teenager in the 40s now, so I'm a late bloomer. How you were born on a leap year. On a leap year. And I'd still only be like four. Exactly. Uh, all right, so what are, what are some of the gripes that we have? Uh, you want to go like a little gripes or the big gripes? I mean, if there's any big whatever, ones left. I think we kind of covered big ones, so. Well, I don't know. I think you. I don't know. I'm still kind of unclear on how you are, where you are on. Ray being pal- a Palpatine, yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's stupid. Um, I think that 
and I've and I've I think I may be on record on our actual podcast saying that I wanted her to be a Skywalker. I was hoping she'd yeah. be a Skywalker. Um, because it just makes sense and like uh like George Lucas would always say is the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy rhyme. It's like poetry. He's very famous for saying that. So continuing on that same trend, you would have some sort of like a similar uh story beat of her being a Skywalker, but you have to change up like her struggle basically. Um and at one point I think Kyla says this. Oh no, the Emperor says this, I believe, where he says that you guys are basically Skywalkers are. Um, he says it to Ben. Skywalkers are destined to be the dark side users, right? They're destined towards the darkness, um, and that's what made Luke so uh, important was his resistance to the dark side and overcoming it, and then eventually them fucking negating that in the Last Jedi. Yeah, um, yeah he really was. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and then. Ray basically being able to experience that same struggle without really knowing what her lineage was um, would have been interesting because it would have been less about her, her legacy and more about her morals. Um, mm-hmm. So her being a Palpatine just sort of, it felt like it was a, it was the, the, I think it was Abrams basically saying, well, I wanted her to be the, like have some sort of lineage to a light side user, but because everyone predicted it, and yeah. like so we got to do something else like we gotta, the script yeah yeah it, it felt like a a last minute change to me yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> any one of you guys go ahead i it's it, i can't like disagree um i don't, I don't know. know it's don't oh, disagree then just agree i'm agree. actually for me i think i'm actually okay with it i think it was a nice twist um just the way that it was executed i don't think it was you know executed well but had it's, it been more exclamation exclamation explanation um or you know things like clues leading up to it um you know maybe like if like if bobby had gotten his wish and she did go to the dark side in the last jedi then it would have made more a little more sense um and i think it, i think for me as far as you know um the previous jedi's you know, they've been like so um, moral and very, um, you know, straight edge, straight edge, not not necessarily straight edge. I don't think they would skew on make the same mistake Anakin did, you know, having a child while he's a Jedi. So it made more sense to think that she was a, um, a Palpatine instead of a Skywalker or a, a Kenobi. Uh, but I know you guys, something you guys really wanted to see um, instead. So, I mean, I understand. I get both both ways. Well, you... I, and I'm, I'm most of my uh, like I miss the extended universe um, quite a bit or legends is what they call it now. But Luke basically had a wife and yeah, he had Mara, Jade, Mara, Mara Jade, Mara Jade. Yeah. And so he had children that were going to be basically uh, they were going to help rebuild the uh, the Jedi Order. So I was sort of hoping for something like that. Um, not necessarily exactly that, but that's why I didn't didn't want her to really be a Palpatine. Um, so that, yeah, but that's just like a personal preference. I was like, yeah, you know, like if she was going to turn to the dark side, okay, fine. Make her a Palpatine, but they, they can't <laughs> make her a Skywalker or a Kenobi and have her turn to the dark side. Uh, well, I think that would be weird to, to see because, you know, uh, we've already seen a dark, a Skywalker at least turn to the dark side. Mm-hmm. So, um, it would be, it'd be strange, but I get what you're saying too. It is, it is more likely for Palpatine to have some sort of... Yeah, uh, or if she wasn't, not necessarily like the granddaughter, but like maybe some kind of clone of Palpatine, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, because, um, I mean, obviously they bring up cloning in this again, because Palpatine's son was a clone of him. Um, and then Palpatine was pretty much obsessed with clones ever since the original, I mean, the, the prequels. I mean, a lot of the, even the Jedis, like, we'll see, who was it? Um, I can't remember the Jedi's name that actually initially actually commissioned the clones, but he was influenced. Oh, yeah. He was influenced by Palpatine Cyclodius, before that, yeah. yeah, to make clones. So I mean, that would make so much more sense. Um, yeah, yeah something cloning that, is something that, actually, that exists mm-hmm. in yeah. this universe. Just... That would have been actually really cool had she had she been a clone, and then eventually she sacrificed herself because she didn't like you know it was just like too much to for her to bear to be you know him yeah. basically. And then she sacrifices herself to save everybody else. That would have been actually a fairly interesting ending. But of course, you know, this is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so what are what are some other likes? Any any nitpicks? 
Space horses. <laughs> that's your biggest gripe. Uh, no, that, that, that's my biggest nit, nitpick. I don't really care otherwise. Unnecessary yeah. festivals. <laughs> yeah, Burning Man, Space Burning Man. Burning Man, Space Burning Man. That's we not had, great. That's not great. Oh, oh, last, last Chewy. Time, last movie. Uh, Chewy's oh, uh, yeah. fake out death that was <laughs> yeah. for like a scene. Yeah, I mentioned that this when we were bad. watching the movie too is that uh, Chewy gets destroyed by Ray with Force Lightning. And then in the very next scene, we find out that he's alive. And then C-3PO is, for all intents and purposes, was killed also when he has to get his mind erased to translate the Sith the Sith uh, writing. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's essentially resurrected in the same movie because R2-D2 gives him his memory back. So it's like, why, <laughs> why kill a character in your movie just to have him resurrected in the same fucking movie? Like, it, yeah. it's so dumb. There's, there's a and lot of like, bring... really dumb decisions. Well, and then that you bring the C three PO thing up right before he gets his memory wiped. We talked about this in the movie. He's saying, "What are you doing? I'm taking one last look at my friends. You mean these friends you've known for literally maybe a month? <laughs> yeah, one, since the last movie. <laughs> one last look for his friends. Where are yeah, they? <laughs> yeah. Where is Luke, Han, and Leia? Please, for the love of God, I would like to. R two D two was even there. Yeah, where was R two? R two's been fucking shelved this whole series. Yeah. This whole series, he hasn't been in it. Like he's he's had he's essentially a cameo at this point. In each I think it was in honor of um, what was the guy's name, the Kenny person Baker. who played Kenny Baker. Yeah, because yeah, I think he just passed just before these had started being filmed. Um, yeah, I think it was in honor of him to honor him. Like you know, not. But do wouldn't you want like his character? I don't know to yeah. be spotlighted. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention something else too that that was pretty annoying. Um, Based on what we were just talking about, shoot. You're talking about the CG Leia. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That that's just an epic though. That's just bad, bad CG. Uh, uh, she looks bad. Well, so did Luke, honestly. And the fact that, like, in that training scene, um, it's a flashback scene, and she like beats Luke. How many times is Luke gonna get beaten in this fucking this fucking sequel? And then trilogy? Luke Luke looks younger than he did in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He has like no wrinkles. <laughs> like he's nineteen year old Luke again from New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just weird weird decisions. Weird decisions. So I think I think we pretty much covered everything. Um so if we had to give this some sort of uh final rating, uh what are you guys thinking? Oh, I'm gonna be a lot higher than you guys, I feel like. Um I like the enjoyability factor was still there, not as much as the first time I watched it, but a few scenes were really good for me as a fa- like just as a Star Wars fan. And uh, you know, one thing to consider with this movie compared to the Last Jedi, it's a worse made movie, but it's much more of a Star Wars movie than the Last Jedi was, which I think weighs fairly heavily for me. I think if if I'm giving it a rating, I'll still go a seven because it does. I I tend to look more and grade more towards the things I like than the things I don't like. So you know, my 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 scale's a little bit off compared to you guys, I'm sure. But I would go with a seven. I would definitely rewatch it, like in a few months, just to, you know, if I'm bored, just to see what it's like again. But yeah. not great by any means. <laughs> well, I think I sort of uh, follow the same lines as you. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is much more of a Star Wars. It's mu- it has a much more Star Wars feel than the Last Jedi mm-hmm. did. This movie does a lot less to spit in Star Wars fans' faces. Um, that being said, as a movie, it's <laughs> horribly constructed. So yeah. I think I gave the Last Jedi. A six point two five. Um, I'm gonna give this a six and a half. It's it's not much better, but the fact that it is more Star Wars and you know has the stuff like Palpatine and um, more space battles and no stupid chase scene that lasts two hours. Um, <laughs> it's it's much more of a Star Wars feeling movie. So I'll give it that extra point uh, two five bump over the Last Jedi. Um, I actually right. when we did our our rankings of the saga, I had. Um, I had The Last Jedi, then Phantom Menace, then Rise of Skywalker. So eight, seven, six in that order. Mm-hmm. So all these movies are very close together in terms of rating. They're not, nothing is much better than the last, you know. Um, but yeah, The Rise of Skywalker, six, six and a half. It's, there's a lot of shit wrong with it. Uh, but along the same lines as like Spider-Man 3, um, it's a stupid movie that's just kind of fun. You know, it's, it's good to laugh at. So six and a half for me. What about you, Jay? <laughs> Well, you guys know me, and I like a lot of bad movies. And sometimes they're just things that I can look past and enjoy the movie. 
um, with these last two Star Wars, and I think I'm. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's a new trend for me, but I'm looking at things a little more seriously and being a little more critical. Um, like as far as you know, Joker. I don't know if we've talked about Joker before too, but um, probably hasn't seen it. So I mean, it's it's for me as a fan. Even though if I shut my brain off, I would probably rate it higher than it, I would rate it now when I'm watching it. But because you know, so much of my life and time is invested in Star Wars, I have to look at it through the critic's eyes, uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I think I'm 6.8, like right in between you guys. Um, you know, I, if I could shut my brain off and I can enjoy the actual beauty of this movie, um, cinematography, I can look past the bad edits, look past the bad story, look past the bad execution, um, and I could still, you know, I'll still give it a watch if it was on like TBS or something TNT, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this. Well, it's interesting, like you mentioned, like you know, you guys have talked about like you know the sound and the look of the movie i think as i've gotten older i'm, I'm starting to appreciate that stuff more and taking that into account more uh obviously not as high as let's say like the story or the actual acting but i think that it does measure in because it these movies are so fun to watch like just visually and just like the sound is so crisp so i think those are very good highlights for these movies Probably the yeah. best parts of the but last two, for sure. Two is like you take that out of the movie, and then mm-hmm. the movie, the movie's gonna be but, garbage. But it's still, <laughs> it's still in there, though. That's the point. Yeah. Like you, you still have to weigh it. I, I think there. that's also a true test of you know, great movies. Some great movies have great soundtracks. Obviously, you know, Empire. You know, all these Star Wars movies, the great soundtracks are amazing to go along with their great stories. But I think a lot of the movies sometimes now rely on you know great music. If you take the music out, uh, the feel's gone. You know, you don't have. You don't have sound or music dictating how you're supposed to feel, you know, and just kind of guiding your emotions. And I think um, that's what maybe rescues this movie, um, which John Williams is also obviously great at, you know, composing. And it's just amazing to hear his stuff. So I'm not going to knock it for that. Um, it does have great sound and it's great visually. But, you know, so much other shortcomings that it just is hard for me to look past. Right. right. Well, at, at the end of the day, you know, Bobby gave it a C, Jay and I gave it a D plus basically. Well, I give it a solid That's D. Passing. Um, not That's a, passing. <laughs> not a not a great rating for this movie. Um, in my opinion, a disappointing end to the Skywalker saga. Um, I don't, and I've been on record as saying that I don't think that the sequel trilogy should exist at all uh, because of what it does to the legacy of the Star Wars, uh, you know, the <laughs> Star Wars original original trilogy and Luke in particular. Um, so yeah, not not a shining review from us, uh, but. Still, I get. I would say it's still worth a watch. It's not the. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not the Last Airbender, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's not very good. It's honestly not very good. So, check it out if you guys want. Um, and yeah, I guess this basically concludes our our uh, review of the sequel trilogy of Star Wars in honor of May Star Wars Month. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for our next our next episode. Um, not sure what we're gonna be doing, but subscribe, like, comment. Let us know if you guys like this movie or not. Uh, let us know if you guys agree with our ratings. Is it better than the than last Jedi? Um, yes, yes it is. So, <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> yeah. All right. So until next time, uh, keep uh, training that hard. And uh, keep riding that wave. Get pinned. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> right, right now. Wow. <laughs>